You are now entering Film Club. I see, mate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of juke bubblegum pile, you know that? Say it, sir! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I'm joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world, kicking off fresh out of bed, Mr. Zach Steve. Zach, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Uh, (laughs) I definitely could probably use a hangover pill right now or something, so... (laughs) But uh, overall, doing pretty good. Um, just waking up from last night and excited to talk about Smile. So Excellent. And also joined by our current leader, our code-breaking leader right now this season, which he will be defeated. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Uh, Brandon, how are you, sir? <laughs> That's super satisfying to hear. Um, man, I am doing good. It's good to be back on. I was actually supposed to be off this week because I was supposed to be in uh, Disney for Epcot's 40th. But, uh, you know, hurricane came through. So um, I, I value my life more than Disney. So, yeah. So um, that being said, it's good to be back on. And, yeah, how's, uh, how's things with you, Phoenix? How you doing, buddy? I am superb, actually, because I am very excited to talk about this movie that we are discussing today. Uh, we all got a chance to go out and see the new horror film smile uh starring socia is that you, oh sorry socie bacon that's uh kevin bacon's daughter uh kyle gallner caitlin stacy jesse t usher who you might recognize as a train from the boys ron morgan and cal penn uh star in this movie directed by parker finn uh and this is a horror movie about a uh, therapist who witnesses a bizarre and traumatic event where her patient commits suicide in front of her. And all of a sudden she starts seeing visions uh, that the patient was describing. So we got part sort of a horror mystery here. Uh, and uh, it all leads to a I would say a satisfying conclusion. So, uh, gentlemen, first impressions. What did you think of Smile, Brandon? Man, so um, going into this film, I uh, I went with my parents my, and my brother, and <laughs> I, like it's, it's it's the first time we've gone to the theater together in a while. Because usually it's just solo trips or just me and my brother or me and Tiffany. So, um, it was it was honestly a really good experience so spoiler free this movie was freaking terrifying um there were a lot of moments that i'm like oh my god like because most films nowadays go for like cheap tricks and like cheap jump scares now this film didn't hold back this this one actually had like real jump scares that like you it played into the mind of rose like you felt like you were in her head sometimes so man what a what a film so that, I, that's all i can really say right now without going into spoilers but i mean i think expectations were met 
um i'm not gonna say expectation smasher like like i'm not gonna use a term like we did with the woman king i just don't feel like that's one of those films but <clears throat> as far as a horror movie goes that this was definitely this was definitely a good one Zach, yeah. so for me i was gonna say um yeah i kind of went into it like i don't know i wasn't expecting much to be honest and I thought it was just going to be another horror film. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I had, um, I went with one of my friends from church. And him and I went. And we kind of left the theater. And we were like, you know, that's probably been one of the best, better scary movies we've seen in a while. Uh, because it's not too often, like, you can actually get me scared and jump in a horror movie. But this one, like, there were multiple times where I was like, wow, that's really terrifying. And actually jumping in. When I left the theater, like, I don't think about it, movies that much after I leave them. But with this one, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to cleanse my soul or something. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly what my experience was like. I, this was the first time I, I think I've said in, in a long, long time that a horror movie was actually scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like that, that was one of those things where I was like, whoa, like this wasn't just like, you know, fun, right? Most horror movies are either fun or they're really like smart, right? Like, so like that's sort of where the balance has been for, for a long time, I would say this was the first horror movie that I was genuinely scared. Uh, yeah. Like, that, that, that <laughs> threw me. What were you going to say, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, because, <clears throat> like, uh, like, let's just say you watch a slasher film. Everyone's like, oh, my God, that's a horror film. Slasher films, to me, are not horror films at all. <laughs> to me, slasher films are a thrill movie. Mm -hmm. Like, because you're not expecting jump scares you're expecting oh my god you're on the edge of your seat laurie strode's getting chased by michael myers what's gonna happen this movie you're like oh my god when is the next mind trick gonna happen there were there were like quiet moments in this movie that terrified the hell out of me <laughs> right like it's funny because um i watched a review uh shortly after i seen it and they had said, like, you know, the trailer gives away all of the scary parts. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, there's some there's some jump scare moments from the trailer that, you know, saying if you've seen it, then are less effective in the movie. But there's other moments where it's just like her trying to decide what's real and what isn't that are far more terrifying than anything that was presented in the trailer. Um, so yeah there's a jump scare <laughs> in this movie like that scared me so bad but like i'm in the movie theater and i'm surrounded by people and i don't want to be the one that like you know screams and yells out and, you know what i'm saying makes things awkward so like like it happened and i noticed that like i just clenched up in like frozen place and I didn't realize that I was doing that for the rest of the movie. So by the time I got out of the movie, 
I was like shaking for like 15 minutes because oh I was just like, God. I was like, I didn't realize I hadn't shook the entire movie. So I had to let it out. I'm like, is that jump scare? I mean, ooh wee, that was a good one. Like that was one of the better ones I've seen all year. Just right, were you shaking like Cowardly Lion from the Wizard of Oz? Like legs and everything. Like like shaking like like the Tin Man because you like you hear his knees buckling. Like that was me. <laughs> like 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 that's how bad it was, bro. Like I was like, oh man. Like yeah, I was. It was funny. I like met a, a couple who were in the movie with me. I asked them how how they liked it, and I didn't realize at the time when I asked them that I was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the guy turned around and saw me and he just went no 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 and he <laughs> oh man so i had a i had a blast in, in terms of my movie experience with this film uh yeah man all right we gotta break the spoilers <laughs> Let's do it. We are officially talking spoilers for Smile. If you have not uh, gotten around to see this movie, we highly recommend it. Check it out and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. All right, Zach, let's kick off with you. Your non your spoiler thoughts now for Smile. So, of course, when uh, you're seeing this movie, to be honest, when I first saw the first part, like the beginning of it, the beginning for me was a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a 10 p.m. showing how long that it worked. So I was actually like fighting myself trying to not fall asleep. And for like the first 20 minutes, that was a problem. And then about after that, it was, uh, I was pretty awake. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I couldn't sleep after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think one of the ones... I'm trying to think. There was one jump scare that where she screamed, and it's just like I don't even think I don't remember because my eyes were kind of opening on and off. I don't know if I saw it, but I just remember it sent chills down my spine though when I heard that scream. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because I literally woke up and went, "Whoa!" And I, you know, it's one of those sleeps where you're not really sleeping, but your your eyes are closed. And I just wasn't expecting her to do that. Right. And I just like, yeah, I like was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> that. So, um, I think that was the one where she's at the house. Yeah. And yeah. It's with the cat, something yeah. like that. Dude, yeah. That reveal was crazy. <laughs> I was predictable. I mean, me and my friend both looked at each other when we're in the theater and we're like, oh, she's going to give her nephew the cat. I was like, I... When he started opening it, we were like, it's the cat. And Yeah, like, by the time he, like, gave her the look, I was like, oh. (laughs) I was like, I was like, but, like, it's, it's so well played because you see her go and buy the toy train. But this is all in her head. Like in her head, she went and bought the toy train and that's what she's wrapping. But in reality, she wrapped up the dead cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so like, 
in terms of just a mind trick, like this movie's this movie's intense, right? It's really intense. Uh, I think that was the word you used, Brandon, when you when you came out of it. Like, yeah, that like because it's not just the horror aspect, right? The horror aspect alone is pretty strong, like no, no doubt about it. But the idea of not being able to trust your own mind, I think, is horrifying. And I think the way that they played that throughout the movie was extraordinary like really extraordinary so um yeah the the that jump scare that you're talking about that's the one i was talking about like <laughs> because it was so well played like normally like you'll hear like the creepy music right before a jump scare that like <laughs> like that and like we didn't get that at all and i wasn't expecting a jump scare at all at that moment so like when it happened Ooh, <laughs> yeah, like a lot of things left my body at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Man, it's just like, back to the cat thing. It's just like, I I was trying to figure out when it happened, but yeah, when it shows that she's going out buying the train and it pans down to the, the family on the, the cardboard smiling, I'm like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Mm. she can't escape it and like i know i'm jumping to the end of the film real quick but i like how she didn't break the cycle really you like that because there's not that many films that do that there are so many films that like oh my god i found a way to beat it let's go mm-hmm. no i'm, <laughs> I'm glad like she she broke the cycle oh she didn't break the cycle but mm. what am i saying and then now it's going to keep continuing on. Like, I think Jeepers Creepers is one of, like, the only other films to, that I've seen in recent times to do that. Mm. See, I I had a feeling that that was going to happen, right? Like, in terms of predictability, I was like, somehow this plan is going to get ruined, right? And I was kind of salty at that because I was like, bro, I, like this is a kind of torture you want to end. Like you do not want this to continue, but I get your point where you're like, no, it has to like, cause this is, this is something like, this is a smartly done horror film because it's really an allegory for mental health. Right. And, and those who have deteriorating mental health. So like this evil entity is really just, you know, the idea that, um, you can't escape you know your your own mental health and so it affects different people and i love that it went to people who experienced some uh level of trauma before in their lives and that's why it attached to them and and stuff like that so like mm. it's a very good allegory i think for for that messaging and uh yeah and i and i thought that was cool i again like the predictability kind of upset me but Overall, I get I get what you're saying. Like it 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 can't end because that that doesn't end. So I thought that was I thought that was really good. Yeah. So uh, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, I don't know, I really liked the concept of it being kind of like a demon. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was a unique take. Um 
I really enjoyed that aspect. I, I don't know. It just seemed a lot different than recent horror movies I've seen. So I like that they were trying to do something different to make you scared. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Barbarian was good, but this one was, like, terrifying. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't leave the theater thinking about movies. that Like, scary <laughs> movies, like, oh, you know, that was, you know, scary, right? But this one, I left feeling like that. And, yeah, I mean, the whole time from that first jump scare, like, when she's going through all this, uh, I... The, the entire time I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I'll, you know, it's funny. Um, there's a scene in particular that is is given away in the trailer. But when you saw when I saw it in, in like full context, who like like again, just in terms of like really terrifying, like uh, to the psyche is when her therapist shows up at her house and you know what I'm saying? And it all seems cool. Like she's very, you know, doing her therapist thing. It looks legit. And then all of a sudden the phone rings and it's her actual therapist. And then you realize that the person in front of her is that demon. And that was horrifying. Like I was just like, just the way it was played, well acted, well done. It holds on for so long and then it delivers. I'm like, this is just a really strong uh, visual uh-huh. in a horror film that I thought was just excellent. And like the the therapist, uh, let me make sure I get her name. Um, uh, Robin Weigert uh, played both like, you know, the straight uh, therapist and the sort of like horror version of that really, really well. Like her, it was it was terrifying when you saw that turn. So like uh, props to the makeup and hairstyling team as well. Cause I mean, like Jesus, like y'all got some really strong images in this film. And just that idea of that, that smile and like the way that it looks on other people, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the girl says in the beginning, it's not a friendly smile, right? It's like, it's like a genuine, like uncomfortable, unsettling smile. And just the way that everyone sort of has it sort of like painted on their face. Not exactly like, it, it doesn't come naturally. It's like a, a wound almost, right? <laughs> like, like, I thought that was just really excellently well done. Again, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I'm heaping praise upon this movie because I think it's one of the best horror films of the year. I, I'm agreeing with you. I think <clears throat> I don't think many horror films have come out this year. I mean, I haven't seen Barbarian yet, oh. but I mean, oh. you can count Black Phone as one. But Black Phone is just one of those on your on the edge of your seat type movies. Again, um, I mean, and then they slash them was garbage. So I mean, there's not that much to compete with. But Smile was definitely like it's on my top ten of the year. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I I can I can say with confidence that it's like it's 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 good. Yeah. Um, Something I like is just like part of the mind games is when um, she went to the sister's house and like of course nobody's gonna believe her, mm-hmm. but when she gets back in her car 
and you think the sister's coming out but it's not it's just the demon she does like the the head upside down thing yeah i'm like oh my god because i saw that i saw that moment in the trailer and i completely forgot about it yeah <clears throat> i didn't forget yeah <laughs> she started walking i was like oh it's, uh, here he comes <laughs> i think the most terrifying part to me was still the ending when she thinks that she's conquered this demon and it's it's actually just her in her head that she's done it mm-hmm. you know because at first i was like oh it's fine like she actually killed the demon i was like but that was kind of easy so i'm a little shocked and to see that so of course in the movie she lights a demon on fire and um she basically killed thinks that she's killed it and that it's no longer an issue and then you know she goes through this whole thing where she drives back to her friend's house who's a cop and is like telling him about what she did and he's like and he's she's like can i stay here i just never want to leave and he goes don't worry i'll never leave you or something like that and hey, no, he's smiling, and and like, oh my gosh and I was like, no, I'm like screaming at the screen almost <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, again, and I think that's, again, just a, a perfect allegory for what mental illness is. And it's like, you think you've, you've beaten it, right? Like you've, you've taken the medicine or you, you know what I'm saying? You've conquered yeah. your demon. You think and, you've gotten rid of that trauma, and then boom, right. trauma. And, and then it comes right back, and it's just inescapable. And I think that's just a, a really well-done allegory for that uh, entire disease, because it's just, it, it's insane how it takes over your life. And I, like, that's to me why I think it, it's <laughs> the most scared I think I've ever been in a movie, is because I'm like, you could see, like, even though you're like, oh, it's got the supernatural element of this, you know, evil entity. I'm like, really, it's not, right? Really, it's just mental illness. And like, that, that alone is like, wow, like if you, you, can you imagine what it's like to be so trapped in your own mind that you can't escape and you don't know what things are real or what things aren't? And I'm just like, to me, like that, that's a horror movie. Like that's really a horror story. Uh, and like, you know what I'm saying? And then like one thing that this film does, which is utterly terrifying is like someone will be 10 feet away from you one second and then they're right in front of you the next. And um, I don't, I'm not good with the dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not good with it. Um, and it was like dark when I got home and like, yeah. So I'm like, (laughs) would you get the baseball bet? Right, right, right. Like, I'm like, that's what I mean by scary. I'm like, it's been a long time that I can remember where I'm like, what happened in a movie has like, when, when I leave it, I'm still wondering like, Hey, wait, could this happen? Like, Hey, wait, like, is anybody following me? Like, seriously, how close are they? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like that was, that was my feeling for it. So like, utterly utterly terrifying utterly terrifying movie um but i want to talk a little bit about the performances because typically because we are in a horror movie the performances don't tend to stand out most people are there to do 
you know, just the scares. That's, that's pretty much their job. But I think everyone here sort of excelled at, at what they were uh, given to do. Except uh, Jesse Tusher. Yeah, Jesse T. Usher kind of got, I would say. Yeah, he was kind of weird. Yeah, he, he got the short end of the stick. Like, like, I, 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 I hate to say that, but <clears> like, <throat> maybe it's because I'm just too used to seeing him as A-Train. Mm. But like, he's just, one. Of, he was one of those, he's like, it just, like you had everybody showing up, like giving her great performance. And then he just comes around in red left field. I saw you that you had your mother had mental issues. I Googled it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah good point yeah right it was it was weird it was like like because i know he's a great actor i've seen jesse t usher and other things he's a great actor um yeah it was just like this one this one didn't really mesh as well i think i think it was just yeah. a weird weird chemistry vibe there so that was the only thing um but i think everybody else did pretty stellar work um Rod Morgan in his very little uh, miniature role, he was great. Cal Penn is always, you know, reliable. I think he's an uh, amazing actor. Um, and Sosie Bacon, who like, you know what I'm saying, has to take on this lead role, plays that tremendously well. I mean, the deterioration of uh, like her mind and body is pretty intense. And I think she, she plays that extremely well. So that was oh, that's why she looked familiar. She's Kevin Bacon's daughter. Yeah, yeah. You can see, you can see that. I feel bad too. Like <laughs> Kevin Bacon had they them this year. She's got she's got smiles. Like your daughter yeah. got the better horror movie this year. <laughs> it's like he gets she gets to brag about that. So cool points go to Sosie Bacon <laughs> for that. Um, yeah. Other than that, man, I mean, like, there were some, I thought this movie did a lot of things extremely well um, mm-hmm. in terms of just getting the scares right, uh, delivering that allegory, the create the creativity behind some of these, like, these moments. Um, yeah, man, I, I thought it was stellar. Any other moments stand out to y'all? I'm just trying to think. I mean, just the ones where she thinks like she's doing something and she never is. Like, I mean, there's so many of those moments, right? Where mm-hmm. she continuously thinks that she's done something and then it's not what she thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, let's talk about also when she goes to the house uh, to figure out of the, I can't remember. Are you talking where she goes to like live remotely, or she goes to the house where the no, previous or she victim goes died. to that the stranger's house mm. to figure out what he like the patterns of the smile, like where yeah, something. like what happened to the person uh, who had it, who gave it to the person who gave it to her. I guess is the best way to put it. So, yeah. and she goes in the house with like the woman there and she's talking about her husband who this happened to and she started saying how he was mentally unwell like and yeah that was that was crazy because she you know you were you know i don't know i was expecting her to help her right Right. but she freaked out on her she was like no you get out of here yeah 
Uh, I, and I think that's just, you know what I'm saying? When you're, when you're, it's, it's amazing to me that no one wanted to help her. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like no one really understood what she was going through. They didn't, they didn't know how to respond to it. Yeah, except for Joel, and he's in the same scenario she yeah. is now. Right, exactly. So it's like it, it, it's, it's, it. I felt bad for her. Like that, that was another thing. I'm like, like on top of scaring the shit out of me. Like you, you, you made a character who I'm like have genuine empathy and sympathy for. But I also know that if I wasn't following this character, I would be one of these people who was like dude, what are you talking about? Like, get some help. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would not believe this story, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's, 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 again, I don't know, because if someone came to me crying like that, like the way she <laughs> was, I feel like I would believe it a little bit. I mean, like, you know, or something, or at least talk to them or console them or, you know, I don't know. And yeah. Trevor should have been, been the one to see her kill herself, not Joel. Why? <laughs> oh, just, Joel, so, he, Joel, just yeah. so he would have to live with. <laughs> Joel was awful. the good guy in the story, man. That's awful. Why would you do that? <laughs> Joel was the good guy in the story. He was the one who actually believed her, man. Yeah. I liked how they ended it, too, because with her setting herself on fire, um, it leaves it open to if there could be a next one. Because, yeah. you know and uh, yeah that was i really that was so so creepy like where she um the whole scene with her mother right mm -hmm. that was so good um especially when it turned like the demon actually comes out still dressed in her mother's clothes mm -hmm. that was crazy that was that was hideous. Oh yeah, I, I mentioned the makeup before, but uh, like the design of the actual creature was pretty, pretty solid. Like yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like when it got super big and you like finally got to see like the monster's face and stuff, I was like, wow, like that was, this is like just a strikingly haunting image. Uh, but then it like rips its face off and you see like it's got like seven different mouths or something like oh oh it's hideous like it's so hideous and like and then how it grit gets into a person's body and stuff like that I was just like wow like so like just the visuals alone I think are tremendous in this movie and mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? This is the stuff of nightmares, bro. Like, like genuinely, this is nightmare fuel. So like, but it was just so good of a movie that I'm I'm like impressed by by all of it. I agree. Like it, it definitely is a it definitely was just a, a fantastic horror film for me. So uh, uh do we have any negatives? Oh. Outside of Jesse T. Usher's performance, um, uh, my only negative really is that, um, I guess sometimes it can be, I, no, I would say that the middle 
of the film kind of gets repetitive. That's the only <laughs> thing I would think of is like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe there's a few too many examples of her, you know, thinking she's in one place with really being in another. And I think that kind of drags the film a little bit. But I do mm. think that its pacing is is perfect. Like because of how slow it goes and how much it builds each moment, I think those that that really just works so much in its favor. Um, this is a movie I I want to see with like a bunch of people who haven't seen it. Like this is yes. kind of, this is like the kind of movie where I would go back multiple times just to be with different audiences to see how they react to it because I feel like. It's it's just really, really that for yeah the audience, uh, my at least my audience like the the they were it was a good experience for sure uh, because that first jump scare everyone <laughs> was so shocked by it that uh, everyone like after that like you could hear people jump and scream mm-hmm. and then after that, everyone's laughing because they none of us were expecting it yeah. So it I was think that the first one when I was half asleep, I was like, oh shit. I was like, you know, uh yeah, I I was definitely wide awake as soon as that happened. So that was one that caused like a lot of like <laughs> like like those like uh kind of like awkward laughs because no one wants to admit that they were just scared shitless like like, uh, like uh. that's exactly what that was like because i swear to god when it happened like the little girl in me was like you know just jumped out and just wanted to be like ah! like that's how <laughs> that's how terrifying that, that that jump scare was and then there's like two others in the movie that are just as equally like frightening so again like understand like it took me a while to get my blood back to where it was because it was like cold uh, <laughs> so uh let's go ahead and get final ratings zach what are you giving smile uh well i will i'm i gave barbarian four and a half and i think this also deserves a four and a half um not a perfect movie but it was it was amazing i <laughs> i really loved it Brandon, what about you? I'm going to have to go the four. Um, I think this <clears throat> definitely delivered. Had a couple of discrepancies with it, but that's okay. Um, but I, I think it definitely deserves a four, though. I am going to have to ride that four and a half with Zach. Uh, I dug the hell out of this movie, dude. Like, in terms of just terrifying the shit out of me, like, this, <laughs> this one did it. And, like, it's... You know, I really loved uh, Barbarian. I really loved the Black Phone, but um, this has quickly jumped up to being my favorite horror film of the year. Like, so, uh, yeah, had had a blast with this. Uh, if you, like I said, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Let me know where you're going because I want to go with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> smile was great. All right, so uh, you got a four and a half from me and Brandon, four stars from, uh, sorry, four and a half from me and Zach, four stars from Brandon. What did you guys think of Smile? Let us know at FilmCoPod on Twitter and Instagram. Okie doke. And we are going to move on now to What's Good. What's Good, What's Good, What's Good.
has been good for you this week, sir? Man, so I uh, I got to the theater last week and saw my first ever Dolby film. Nice. That being the 4K release of Avatar. What a beautiful film for it to be released in, dude. I got to see it in Dolby 3D, uh, dual laser projectors. Oh, my God. It was freaking fantastic. So, um, it, I, I mean, I've seen this film before, but it's been years since I've seen it. So, um, this film is great. I'm excited for the sequel again. And I'm excited to get back to the Animal Kingdom now to see the Floating Mountains yeah. and uh, Pandora. So, yeah, um, Avatar delivered. And I, I gave it a four and a half. So um, I'm so glad I got to rewatch this film, man. Nice. Zach, what about you? What is good for you? Uh, for me, let me think about that for just a second here. <laughs> um, because I haven't seen anything really uh, besides Don't Worry Darling and the other movie i did see was the silent twins and that was terrible so i don't recommend that oh i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's okay uh actually pearl was really good um that was in theater it still is in theaters but that's the prequel to x i hated x uh but pearl was actually pretty good so i would i would recommend pearl that's what I keep hearing because I didn't like X either, but I've been hearing a lot of good praise for Pearl. So I'm, I'm gonna check that out. All right. For me, um, <laughs> uh, I'm always late to, to classic films. I'm always late to, you know, some of the best films of all time. But uh, if you are like me and you still haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. One of the easiest five stars I've ever given in my life. It was it was not even a question. I finally saw Citizen Kane. Finally, and dude. Finally. The... Yes. I've never seen it. Oh, listen. Highly, highly recommended. Easily. Easy five, five star. Easy five star. In my talk opinion, about it. Talk... right, of the films that I've seen, uh, in my opinion, it is the second greatest film I think I've ever seen. Period. Hands down. Um, followed only literally behind Casablanca, which I think is the ultimate best film ever made. Um, so yeah, I don't think you can get higher praise than that. <laughs> like, so Citizen Kane, Orson Welles, Herman Mankiewicz, uh, fantastically just well done. You can see why it's called the most influential film of all time, literally in every scene. Like everyone from everywhere has stolen from this film for for good reason um but yes i i dug it dug the hell out of it if again if you're like zach and you still haven't seen it highly recommend checking out citizen kane one of the best room smashing scenes in a movie ever oh my god it's hilarious so like citizen kane pearl (laughs) avatar one hell of a lineup so let us know what you guys think of those movies and that's what's been good for us here at Film Code. All right. So now it's that time. You are now Film Code. Start program. 
your code word this week. Yes, sir. Go ahead and remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues, sir. Yes, my uh, code word was code word was talking pictures. Did it two words this time. Um, 1930 to 1940. Director had made many films during his career. Lead actor was in many films between the 30s to the 80s. And it's somewhat a musical. It has musical-ish scenes. Like it has musical moments, but it's not a full musical. So in film code fashion, Mr. Zach, bottom of the leaderboard, kick us off. Well, I would like to start off by saying I felt like this was very vague. So, because <laughs> how the heck are we going to know what's somewhat a musical? So, I picked the to the best of my ability one that makes sense. But I feel like this could fit for a lot of films based on the other clues. So, uh, the code word was talking pictures. I don't know. I I don't know if this is a talking picture i know it's older um i would assume uh but basically the one i have is young mr lincoln uh and the actor who is in it is him uh henry fonda uh-huh. uh, the director is john ford uh mm. and john ford has made many many movies so for that reason i went with young mr lincoln um, and it was made in 1939. So it does follow that it was made the same in within the 1930, 1940 range. Um, and well, not, and also to mention the actor was in movies in the eighties. Henry Fonda was in movies mm-hmm. back in the, in the eighties. So uh, based on the t- clues, I, I can't tell if it was somewhat a musical or not. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna tell me that, but you know, because someone a musical does just means that <laughs> it could have music in it, and that's a lot of movies, and they're not gonna. No one, I think, mainly cares about that. So, uh, I'm gonna go with Young Mr. Lincoln. That's that's the one, to the best of my ability, I could figure out. But once again, I, I do feel like there are a lot of movies who could be. It like there's a lot of movies who could be in this category. So, that's my guess. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So uh my guess is this is a movie that I've heard Brandon speak about uh once before. So that's the one I went with. I actually watched some of this movie last night because I fell asleep on it, but um I believe it's 1933. Uh I'll double check on that. Uh, 19, yes, 1933, your director is Lloyd Bacon, who did uh, 106 films. Uh, Your actor, who is also in a ton of films, is James Cagney. He was in 108 films, his last film being in 1981, which was uh, the movie version of Ragtime. Uh, It is about talking pictures because uh, it is about when talking pictures decided to take over from silent films. And uh, it is somewhat a musical because uh, there are musical numbers in it that they are trying to stage. And that movie is Footlight Parade, 1933, directed by Lloyd Bacon, Bugsby Berkeley, 
starring James Cagney. That is my guess for the code word. Zach, take another L. Phoenix, you got it. There we go. <laughs> I would just like to say once again, there are many movies that fall under this category. Not really. Yeah, listen, really. Listen, Phoenix, Phoenix got it down to a T. It's somewhat because amusing. He because he knew they... you talked about it. That's <laughs> why. That's why Phoenix got it down to a T. Not because I listen, when I listen, when I talked to him about it, all I said was Footlight Parade. I didn't tell him anything about the movie. All I said was the title of the movie. Don't hate congratulate. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, hey, I'm proud of you guys. Finally, one of you cracked my my code word this season. Yes, <laughs> there we go, baby. Moving on up, moving on up, taking that title back, baby. Like I told y'all. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm so excited. Well, Zach, uh, you get a chance to redeem yourself next week, man. So you know what I'm saying. Give give us the best one that you could think of. Maybe you can stump Brandon. Get back into this, get back into the runnings. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Everyone has to go through this, this period of, of, of devastation. Brandon, Brandon lost for two seasons straight. <laughs> yeah, Zach, I'm sorry. You're just gonna have to take the L, buddy. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna get on up out of here, guys. We will see you guys next week. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening. And Zach, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me at Zach Sneath on Twitter, which is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you can find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter at I'm HO Reviews One. That's the number one, and on Letterbox under PA Clouden. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Film Pod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. <laughs>